Welcome to another edition of Northwestern Outdoors Radio, the award-winning show covering fishing, hunting, conservation, destinations, and other outdoors recreation across the greater Northwest. Northwestern Outdoors is brought to you by Max Lur, Sportsman's Warehouse, Sina Sea Seafood, and Wallowa County Chamber of Commerce, and the Northern Pike Minnow Sport Reward Fishery Program. And now, let's see what's happening this week with your host, John Cruz. Welcome to the show. I'm happy to report we seemingly have sockeye, sockeye everywhere here in the Northwest. That includes the Sawtooth Basin near Stanley, Idaho, where the sockeye have to make a 900-mile journey from the ocean to the streams that they spawn in. And the first sockeye of the year were actually trapped on July 28th. Not only that, fisheries biologists are excited by the prospect that as of July 30th, 2,054 sockeye salmon had made it past the lower granite dam on the Snake River, which is triple the 10-year average and the third best return on record since the lower Snake River dams were put in. Sockeye returns have also been great at Baker Lake in northwest Washington, fantastic at Lake Wenatchee in central Washington, and absolutely amazing on the Columbia River in general, where a whopping 662,000 fish have crossed over Bonneville Dam as of the end of July. You've got to love these banner years, especially when less than 200,000 fish were expected to come back this summer up the Columbia River. This week on the show, Jared Wickland with Pheasants Forever will tell you about 13,000 acres of land that has opened up in northeast Montana for upland bird and big game hunters this fall, all through a partnership with the state the Bureau of Land Management, and a private landowner. Jared will also tell you about a new bill introduced into the Senate, the North American Grasslands Act, which promises to protect our remaining native grasslands and shrub steppe that provide critical habitat for birds and wildlife. Bob Loomis is back for another extended max minute and he'll be talking about that very popular salmon fishery taking place at the mouth of the columbia river now the buoy 10 fishery bob will tell you exactly how to rig up for success down there after that we've got the pleasure of welcoming Dwayne england to our show for four years now he's been streaming fish hunt northwest on youtube and facebook a great show featuring fishing hunting and the politics that affect these sports now, Dwayne is going to have the first half hour of his show on television. Starting this weekend, you can catch Fish Hunt Northwest on Root Sports throughout our region, and he'll tell you more about what this show is going to look like on the small screen. After we talk to Dwayne, we'll get a chance to check with Alex Beyer. He's the Western Washington Regional Director for the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, and he wants to invite you to the Washington State RMEF Rendezvous. It's happening this coming Friday through Sunday at the White Pass Ski Area in the Cascade Mountains of Central Washington, and it looks like it's going to be all sorts of fun. In addition to this, we'll be welcoming some new listeners to the show in eastern Idaho, give you some ideas about where to go fishing this week in that region for trout, and let you know about a really interesting event taking place on the 13th and 14th at First People's Buffalo Jump State Park in central Montana. Throw in our Sportsman's Warehouse Trivia Question of the Week, which is going to be a challenge this time, and we've got another full hour of the outdoors headed your way. So, let's get things started as we always do with another edition of Sportsman Spotlight with longtime host David Sparks, brought to you by the Ag Information Network of the West. 
No need to carry water on a hunting trip. David Sparks, Sportsman Spotlight. I ran into Doug Huntley with Survival Solutions at a Boise sportsman show, and he had the neatest little gizmo. Let me set the scene. You're on a long hike or deep into the wilderness on a hunt or way out in the middle of the lake on a hot, sunny day, and all of a sudden, you're dying of thirst. What do you do? Ultimate survival bottle. I can go into the wilderness as a hunter, fisherman. Take it away. It's called an ionic absorption crucial path carbon filter. It's a two micron absolute with a torture path. It'll take out everything that can hurt you. All the Jardia, Cryptosporidium, E. coli, toxic chemicals, dissolved solids, anything. So I'm in the wilderness. Let's say I've been out hunting mule deer. You bet. I'm dying of thirst. I run across a mud pond. Can we use your filter? You bet. Just scoop it up, screw the lid on, and suck. It comes out crystal clear. We take out all the odor, all the taste, and anything that can hurt you. And how much do I pay for this little survival bottle? You can buy for $25 for one. I'll give you two of them for 40 bucks. And who manufactures it? This is all made in the United States. One bottle will do about 150 gallons, any water, anywhere. It'll plug up slowly, and for $15, you can replace the filter and do it all over again. Obviously, well worthwhile. Hope you enjoyed Sportsman Spotlight. I'm David Sparks. See you next time. For the last 40 years, the Ag Information Network has been the source of news for farmers and ranchers. Yet we have never seen such an assault on farming and our food supply as we do today. From fuel to fertilizer, farmers are facing unprecedented economic challenges. This is why agriculture news that farmers receive comes from the Ag Information Network reaching coast to coast. Deep roots in farming and decades of reporting, the Ag Information Network, trusted and transparent journalism for generations. For over 40 years, the Ag Information Network has been providing news and information for the most important industry in the world, agriculture. The Ag Information Network gives you worldwide updates from local producers to regional organizations, from major crops like wheat and corn to animal agriculture to specialty crops like apples, almonds, and cherries. We report on stories that mean the most to you. Online at aginfo.net, the Ag Information Network, trusted and transparent journalism lasting for the next generation. Welcome back to Northwestern Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. We've got Jared Wicklin on the line. He's the public relations manager for Pheasants Forever, and we've got some really good news to share out of the state of Montana. Jared, welcome to the show. Hey, John. Thanks for having me on again. I appreciate it. Oh, always a pleasure to have you on. One of my favorite conservation organizations is Pheasants Forever, and you just partnered up with some other agencies and groups to open up 13,000 acres of land in northeast Montana that's adjacent to Fort Peck Reservoir, and hunters are going to be able to take advantage of this starting this year. Tell our listeners about this. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, it was a wonderful project. You know, one of the things that Pheasants Forever is known for is, you know, our, our acquisition efforts and making lands permanently public. But one other aspect that we've really gotten into in the last year or two is just working on access itself in any form. And in Montana, especially, we've hired two public access specialists in the state that work to open up landlocked property or inaccessible property. In this case, it was both. So what we have here was uh, we've had 
our access specialist, Tori Oglin. She's actually not with us anymore. She actually works for Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks now, which is fine. Uh, we're going to have to rehire that position. But she uh, went out and, and uh, created relationships with, with landowners. And, and one particular landowner on the south side of Fort Peck was open to doing a public land access agreement and called a PALA contract. And it's really just a creative way for landowners to provide public access for hunting and or fishing in exchange for a payment. And what this really does is opens up land that's either landlocked, inaccessible, or under-accessible. So if there's not a public access within two miles, it really opens up access for recreation in general. But in this case, uh, it's a lot of upland bird habitat and and big game habitat in northeast Montana. So that contract is a 13,000 acre contract, and that's about 20 square miles of property that has has been opened up for people to go and enjoy the outdoors. Oh, this is just fantastic. So whoever this landowner is, thank you if you're listening today. (laughs) I've got to ask, did he basically have this land that was adjacent to all this public land and he's basically allowing access through a road or something like that for folks to get to it? Yep, certainly. Yeah, it's a road system on a big ranch south of the lake. And uh, it's also got some, some landlocked parcels that were included around his private property. So that's the part where it's, it's, it's opening both inaccessible and under-accessible lands, both state and federal. So in this particular case, access has been improved and created to Bureau of Land Management Acres, BLM lands, and also the Charles M. Russell National Wildlife Refuge, which is the nation's second largest National Wildlife Refuge in the lower 48 at nearly 1.1 million acres. Well, this is great news for pheasant hunters, sharp-tailed grouse hunters, deer hunters too. How can folks find out where this land is? Is it already uploaded on Onyx or or how, how do they go about doing this? You know, the easiest way is to just go to Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks Hunt Planner. You can find that online. If you go to Pheasants Forever and look under our Stories tab and go back a few stories, you can find the link for it. But you can go to the access rules for the Hunt Planner, Montana FWP Hunt Planner, and under the Other Access Opportunities, you'll be able to see that. It'll stick out pretty clearly because there's not many Paula contracts in that corner of the world. Well, again, great conservation news there. But something else is popping up. It's a bill introduced by an Oregon senator, and it's called the North American Grasslands Conservation Act. And and the senator, I believe, is Ron Wyden. What would this do? Yeah, so on Wednesday, this is a multi-year effort here that we started a while back, but on Wednesday, in an effort to protect and expand iconic grassland landscapes for wildlife, ranchers, rural communities, and hunters, we worked with Ron Wyden and, and his team and uh, co-sponsored by Senators Klobuchar of Minnesota and Senator Bennett of Colorado. The, the North American Grasslands Conservation Act would help kickstart voluntary protection and restorations of not only grasslands, but sagebrush step ecosystems as well. In North America, we've lost more than 70% of our tall grass, mixed grass, and, and short grass prairies. And we've seen some pretty big declines in grassland bird populations, more than 40% since the 1960s. So this is a big step in the right direction. This particular piece of legislation is modeled after NACA, the North American Wetlands Conservation Act. And 
you know, and since the 19, I think it's the 1980s, that's helped conserve 30 million acres for wetlands. And we're looking to do the exact same thing here for grassland conservation. And like I said, it really started last autumn, Pheasants Forever, Quill Forever, and, and more than two dozen conservation groups in our coalition, we unveiled this new legislative effort, and we've been working on it before then as well. But we asked hunters, bird watchers, people who enjoy the outdoors to step up and make their voices heard in, in support of this legislation. And, and thankfully, Senator Ron Wyden and his camp was listening. And uh, I think this just goes to prove that grassroots advocacy, if you're a hunter, outdoorsman, outdoorswoman, bird watcher, whatever it might be, it's important to raise your voice. And I think this is just a great example of how advocacy, grassroots advocacy works. You know, it's, it's funny. A lot of folks, when they drive by existing grasslands or sagebrush step, you know, they, they look out there and they think, oh, it's just a whole bunch of nothing. And there's probably not much out there. But fact of the matter is, there's a huge amount of wildlife that relies on these landscapes. Everything from sage grouse to pronghorn antelope to, you know, like you said, hundreds of species of birds and more. Oh, yeah. Grasslands and sagebrush, shrub, steppe, I mean, that's the uh, the web of life, right? It forms the, the base of the food chain, our grasslands. And we're just Again, it introduces, it's a historic step. There's still more to go. We've got a call to action to people right now to visit actforgrasslands.org. And you can read more about it in there. You can read the bill language. You can also click on the Take Action tab to send a letter of support straight to your United States Senator. And this program, uh, this legislation would authorize a $290 million per year grant program with a little bit of additional funding to administer the program. But it would be administered by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. And like I said, it's modeled after NACO, which has a lot of years of uh, excellent work behind it. And uh, we're just excited to get it into the pipeline. And this is an opportunity to put a lot of grasslands, conserve a lot of grasslands and put grasslands back on the landscape in North America. It sounds like a, a very worthy act indeed. Again, folks, go to actforgrasslands.org. Is that the right website? Yep, actforgrasslands.org. You can read about it there, check out the bill language, and uh, I would really suggest what, what we need is more voice of support. We need to get more United States senators on board. So click on the Take Action tab. You'll fill out a short questionnaire, and it automatically sends a letter of support straight to your United States senator. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to be doing that right after this show. And I hope some of you will do so, too. Jared, always a pleasure to have you on Northwestern Outdoors. Congratulations on that great success in Northeast Montana. That's going to benefit a lot of folks. And let's hope we can push this act into law. Thanks, John. And thanks for the listeners for, for helping us voice that support. Grassroots advocacy is extremely important. More habitat equals more wildlife. Pheasants Forever is working hard every day to ensure there's more wildlife habitat for the future. Join the habitat leader and help create wildlife habitat in your community. To join us, go to pheasantsforever.org. 
Located in the northeast corner of Oregon, Wallowa County offers a unique destination rich in natural beauty and outdoors recreation. Enjoy the clear waters of Wallowa Lake. Take a tram to the top of Mount Howard for million-dollar views. Hike or ride into the Eagle Cap Wilderness and fish or raft the Wallowa and Grand Ronde Rivers. It's all waiting for you in beautiful Wallowa County. Plan your visit today at WallowaCountyChamber.com. That's WallowaCountyChamber.com. Anglers are getting a raise this year with the Northern Pike Minnow Sport Reward Fishery Program and the fish are biting. Here's how it works. First, register at a pike minnow station along the Columbia or Snake River. Next, go fishing for pike minnow and bring back all of them that measure 9 inches or longer. The fish are worth 6 8 or $10, and the more fish you catch, the more each one is worth. Keep an eye out for tagged fish, too, because those are worth 500 bucks. Go fishing, make money, and have fun. Find out more at pikeminnow.org. with more of the great outdoors on Northwestern Outdoors Radio with John Cruz. You know what time it is. It's time for another Max Minute, and it's also time to be fishing at Buoy 10, the most popular fishery perhaps in the entire Northwest when it comes to catching coho and Chinook salmon at the mouth of the Columbia River. With us here to tell you how to set up for success is Bob Loomis with Max Lure. Bob, help us out. <laughs> okay, John. We'll, we'll see. You know, the, the fisheries over the years have, have changed, and when I say changed, the styles have changed from what they used to be. Uh, we'd go down to Buoy 10, I fished it for, you know, 30 years, and you're running uh, lead, you're running a cut plug herring in the back. You get short bit, you have to reel in, rebate, put back out, and, you know, that's what we did. I grew up herring fishing. And absolutely love it. And, and it works great. And it still works well today. But one of the things that has kind of changed the styles of fishing down there are the large rotational flashers like the Scent Flash UV paddle flasher. So they are running large paddle flashers along with 3.5 spinners. And, you know, we've the uh, Wedding Ring Salmon Tech spinner that we make. So paired with that scent flash paddle flasher, they are absolutely cooning the fish down there. I mean, it's working tremendously well, you know. So now you don't have to go buy herring, go cut them, brine them, you know, do all of that stuff. You can fish them directly with hardware and catch fish on a continual basis. All right. It's the Max Scent Flash Paddle Flasher. And again, this is the innovative flasher that actually disperses scent. Pair it with the Wedding Ring Salmon Tech, and you will be in business at Buoy 10 this month. Look for both these products at quality sporting goods stores near you or online anytime at maxlure.com. Game-changing. That's the best way to describe the new Scent Flash UV Triangle Flasher from Max Lure Company. This 360-degree rotational inline flasher features a scent-release system attracting salmon to the lure behind it like no other flasher on the market. Soak the free scent pad with any type of oil or gel, or load up the cavity with any type of bait for fishing success beyond your wildest dreams. It's the Scent Flash UV Triangle Flasher, only from Max Lure Company. Sportsman's Warehouse is America's premier outfitter. 
with the gear you need for fishing, hunting, camping, paddling, cooking, and just about anything else you can do in the woods or in the water. With over 125 stores across America, there is bound to be a sportsman's warehouse near you with not only the gear you need, but also the experts to help you get the most out of the product you purchase. Head down to your local sportsman's warehouse today or shop online anytime at sportsmans.com. That's sportsmans.com. Backcountry Hunters and Anglers is the voice for your public lands, waters, and wildlife. From the Canadian Yukon to the Florida Everglades, we're stepping up to conserve North America's public lands, defend our hunting and fishing traditions, and expand access to the outdoors. Find out how you can get involved at backcountryhunters.org. You're back in with Northwestern Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. I've got my old friend Dwayne England on the line. He is the host of Fish Hunt Northwest. And for four seasons now, he has been entertaining folks all over the Pacific Northwest with great information about fishing and hunting and also taking some deep dives into the politics of fishing and hunting and conservation, too. Dwayne, welcome to the show. Hey, John. Good morning. Uh, Thanks for having me. Good to be back. So for our listeners who have not watched Fish Hunt Northwest before, uh, we can definitely tell them they need to go to your YouTube channel, Fish Hunt Northwest, or your Facebook page Thursdays from 6 to 8 p.m. because you're covering a lot. Why don't you run our listeners through a typical show? Well, uh, yeah, for those that haven't uh, tuned in, I mean, you're missing out. So we cover, my co-host Tommy Donlin and I cover the gamut. You know, there's pretty much not a fishery in the Northwest and beyond that, we, we don't dabble in from time to time. Cover a lot of ground in hunting, both upland birds, waterfowl, and, of course, uh, big game. And as you mentioned, we'll, we'll delve into the political arena from time to time, not to go overkill on it, but just to keep folks informed as what I refer to as those issues or topics that potentially keep you off the water or out of the woods. And so people need to be educated on a lot of things going on behind the scenes, and that's the topics we track down and try to keep folks educated up on. One thing I really like about your show is that it's very interactive because there's live chats that go on throughout the show, and, and you do interact with the viewers. Yeah, we do try to pay attention to a lot of the comments and questions that come in via Facebook, Messenger, and, of course, YouTube. And, you know, we make it a point to stay interactive, engage those folks in the conversation, albeit we'll either have an in-studio conversation amongst Tommy and myself on a particular topic. We'll have in-studio guests who join us frequently on a variety of topics and from different uh, facets they represent. And, of course, we'll have uh, phone interviews to get those folks on the show who aren't able to make it in-studio with us. You know, one thing I really like about your show, and it's because you have the two-hour format, is you can really take a deep dive with your guests. I'm limited to 10 minutes, essentially, on my show with any given guest every week, but you'll go like a half hour sometimes with your guests, won't you? Well, we have previously, and that is somewhat changing, although we do still have plenty of time to interview our guests, and I believe, you know, I feel we get the uh, the bulk of the information out anytime we have a guest on. So, Those uh, longer duration segments are going to be a little bit of a thing of the past, but we still are covering a lot of ground in the the time restraints we're now going to be subjected to. And I guess that kind of segues into the big reveal, because this weekend, 
your show, which again for four years now has been streaming live every Thursday night from six to eight on YouTube and Facebook at the Fish Hunt Northwest channel, is now going to the small screen. You are now on Root Sports. Congratulations. Why, yeah, thank you. Yeah, the big news. Pretty humbling and pretty proud of what we created here that a network such as Root Sports would pick us up, distribute our content out amongst five states multiple times a week, and we're just really excited to see where this goes. Well, if you're a Saturday listener, folks, especially if you're a Saturday morning listener, tune into Root Sports at 9 a.m. today because that's the first airing. It's also going to air at 9 a.m. on Sunday. And then you've got some air times throughout the month on uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays as well, don't you? Yeah, so, you know, it's kind of an interesting transition. We do and produce our show live every Thursday night, as you mentioned, between 6 and 8 p.m. The first half hour of our show each week will be catered to production that will then, a week later, be put up on Root Sports. So it may be a week after we've shot production, but it's still extremely relevant and within time that is relevant. So I think the viewers who tune in and find us on Root Sports are going to enjoy up-to-date info, very relevant info, and uh, all the things you and I have spoke of this morning will be you know crammed into that first half hour. But there's also going to be the second half hour of the show that folks can tune in on Thursday evening. They'll capture that as well. But, you know, Root Sports only allots us a 30-minute time frame, so that kind of fast and in-your-face information, that first half hour will be geared towards Root Sports, and then second half hour will be for those folks that can tune in for the full hour on Thursday night. Now, on your streaming show, you've had some very popular segments that have to do with wild fish and game prep and cooking. You have also had uh, your bait lab segment where you go ahead and really explain exactly how to rig up for certain species of fish and certain fisheries. Are those going to be part of the 30-minute show or are those just going to be part of the streaming show at this point? Well, if we have uh, segments that we can create that we can fit into a six-minute time frame, we will work very hard to interject those into that first half an hour. So from time to time, you will probably see a cooking segment with Chef Jeff Maxfield up there at uh, Finn's Bistro. And from time to time, Tommy and I will do our best to get in our bait lab segments, as you refer to. And, you know, that's really the granular how-tos, all that information people want on all facets of fishing and how to rig and all those finite details. So, yeah, it's just a, it's just more of a clock management and discipline thing for us on our end. If we can fit those bait lab segments and those cooking segments in to those six-minute segments, we will definitely, once in a while, sprinkle those in on the front side of the show so those viewing en route can also see all the extra types of ground we cover and all the other types of segments we offer. Is your two-hour show going to become a one-hour show on YouTube and Facebook, or are you keeping it at two hours? No, it's, it's now going to be a one-hour show. We will be from 6 to 7 p.m. First half hour, again, being uh, more so driven towards the root sports viewer. And the second half an hour for those that are tuning in live every Thursday, we'll see a full one-hour show. And why are you making that change? Well, because with clock management and the number of segments we have to get in, which are shorter, it requires a lot more topic titles. I guess for a lack of a better term. So we are looking at at least seven segments per show, and that's within a one-hour time frame. So if we were to extend that out to an hour and a half or, gosh, even up to two hours at this point, 
that's a lot of ground to cover. And I think we can do an ample job getting a lot of information out within a one-hour time frame and just be relevant each and every week with new content. Well, lots of changes happening at Fish Hunt Northwest, but boy, oh boy, there are some really great changes too. So be sure to catch Fish Hunt Northwest live on Saturdays and Sundays on Root Sports at 9 a.m. Again, you'll be able to catch it from time to time during the week too, especially Wednesdays and Thursdays at 9 or 10 a.m. during the month of August. And you can also catch it every Thursday night, the whole hour-long show at 6 p.m., runs till 7 and again, the channel to go to on YouTube is Fish Hunt Northwest, and you can go to the Facebook page for Fish Hunt Northwest, too. And if you want more information, just go to their website, fishhuntnw.com. That's fishhuntnw.com. Dwayne, congratulations. I am very excited for you. Appreciate it, John. Appreciate you. You've uh, been one of our strong supporters since we started down this road, and always appreciate you taking time to check in with us and see how we're doing. It's always a pleasure. This portion of the show is brought to you by our friends at Cena Sea Seafood, and they've got something new for you, and it's something that I just absolutely enjoy in the summer. We are talking about fresh Pacific oysters. They're harvested by the Safety Cove Shellfish Farm in the deep, cold waters of Simpson Bay, Alaska, in Prince William Sound. The oysters, they're suspended at a depth of 20 to 40 feet in a cold, clean, and pure environment that yields the highest quality meat. And these oysters will be shipped to your door. And if you're looking for a suggestion on how to enjoy them, my best friend Rusty, on his wedding day no less, cooked the best oysters I ever had. Oysters on the half show, little Parmesan cheese, grilled, and then topped with just a dab of tapatio sauce. Absolutely delicious. Give it a try. Get your fresh oysters today from Cena Sea Seafood, the website to go to is cenasea.com, that's S-E-N-A-S-E-A, cenasea.com. And don't forget, there's free shipping on purchases over $150. And if you use the promo code OUTDOORSRADIO, you'll get 10% off your entire order. From a bull elk ripping a bugle across the valley to wing beats on a duck marsh, public lands and waters are integral to our outdoor heritage. Become a member of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers and stand up for our public lands and waters. Visit backcountryhunters.org today. back to Northwestern Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. If you're looking for something to do during the period of August 12th through the 14th, I've got a great idea for you. Head to the White Pass Ski Area in the Southern Cascades of Washington State and participate in the Washington State Chapter State Rendezvous for the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. With us here to tell you more about it is the Western Washington Regional Director, Alex Beyer. Alex, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it, John. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about what's going on here? It looks like it's going to be a big camp out and a whole lot of fun, and things are actually kicking off on the 12th with a volunteer work party, aren't they? 
That is correct. The Volunteer Work Party is going to be happening at Oak Creek. This is an area that Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation has been involved with for over 20 years. And it's just a great way to engage our volunteers with uh, boots on the ground projects. And this year's project is going to be at the Koichi feed site. And we're going to be repairing and building some fence line and picking up some twine. So, yeah. Yeah, and the Oak Creek Wildlife Area traditionally has been a great place to go in the winter months to the feed sites to actually see those elk up close. That's all sorts of fun. And there's a sizable elk herd that calls this area home, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, there's a very substantial elk herd. And speaking of the Koichi feed site, I actually stopped by there this winter. Saw some awesome bull elk. There was a couple six-by-six wandering around, and and the cows were all, you know, making their noises with their calves. It It was pretty cool. Yes, it is. I need to get down there again. It's been a few years since I've done that, but thanks for the reminder. So you get the volunteer work party, and then there's a potluck dinner on Friday, but things really kick off on Saturday. What's going on then? Well, Saturday is when the rendezvous really kicks off. Our rendezvous is sort of like a volunteer recognition thing where, you know, our volunteers from around the state get together just to have a good time. There's going to be, you know, fly fishing demos being provided by Joe's Fly Shop based out of Ellensburg. We're going to have a 3D archery uh, shoot as well as, you know, some geocaching and, and some other fun activities as well as some, you know, auctions and raffles. So the fly fishing demo, is there actually a lake by there or is this just going to be in an open field and they're going to teach you how to fly fish? going to be an open field and they're going to teach you how to cast a rod. It's very much for beginners, but you know, we heard from a few people that uh, that they thought this would be an awesome way to spend some time with their kids, you know, getting some professional teaching in. So you've got that. You've got this 3D archery course. It should be all sorts of fun. And a GPS geocaching course. You know, I've heard of this before, but I've never actually taken part in one. How does this work? Well, basically, we're going to stash around some boxes with some prizes in it for, you know, youth and big youth to, to go around and locate. It's just a great way to practice land navigational skills in the woods, you know, something that's a very valuable skill set to have and a, and a fun way to do it. So, yeah, basically, you stash little boxes around with little prizes in it, and people go out and, and look for them using GPS coordinates and GPS devices. But wait, there's more. There's also a single elimination cornhole tournament. That should be fun. And I'm looking at the flyer here. It says opportunities for wildlife viewing. Where's that taking place and what wildlife might you see? It's kind of all over. You know, during the summer, the elk are up in the White Pass area. So, you know, there's a chance you may run into them. You know, there's a variety of other species. We had a a black bear come and visit us a couple years ago. So, yeah, just kind of whatever is is roaming through the area at the time. You know, being up on the ski resort, we have some pretty good visibility with binoculars and spotting scopes. So, All right. Now, it costs $100 to attend, and that includes breakfast, lunch, and dinner on Saturday and breakfast on Sunday. Use that are 14 and under, absolutely free. That is a great deal there. And do you have to be a member of the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation to attend, or is anybody welcome? Anyone is welcome, certainly. We'll try to get you to become a member over the course of the weekend, definitely, but uh, doors are open. So obviously most folks are going to be camping during this rendezvous. Uh, How much does it cost if you bring an RV or pitch a tent? Bringing a tent or an RV is absolutely free. It's just a dry camping situation. And if folks don't want to camp, I understand there are hotel accommodations? Yeah, you can rent a cabin through the White Pass Village. They have everything ranging from studios to, you know, multi-bedroom cabins. And on Saturday night, this is kind of the the finale, I understand there's going to be not just dinner, but also a silent and live auction. What are some of the items that are going to be up on the auction block? There's some pretty cool items. There's a Matthews D3 bow, um, a Browning X-Bolt 28 Nosler, and a bunch of other RMEF logoed gear. You know, it'll be uh, some pretty high quality outdoor supplies. 
tell you what, sounds like all sorts of fun. Again, folks, the, the dates for the Washington State Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation Rendezvous, August 12th through the 14th at the White Pass Ski Area. That's right off Highway 12 in Washington's Southern Cascades, and you are invited to attend. Where do folks go to uh, sign up for this? They go to rmef.org backslash events and then filter in Washington State. They'll see the rendezvous event on the list, and they can just click on that, and that'll take us to your registration page. So, again, that's rmef.org backslash events. All right, switching topics here. Let's talk about some of the work the Rocky Mountain Oak Foundation has done in Washington State in the last year or two. Anything you'd like to highlight? Oh, we've done some really cool projects, John. One of my favorites is our post-fire restoration program, and this is coming down from nationals. You know, over the course of the last couple of years, RMEF has given uh, over $200,000 to post-fire restoration programs just in the state of Washington. So that's been a huge investment there. Other things we have going on, you know, we've got a, a forage improvement going on in the, the Skagit Valley elk herd. There's a few programs that we like to partner with other nonprofits for via our state grants, um, one of which is the First Hunt Foundation, taking some use out for their first ever deer hunt up near uh, Colville. There's quite a few things that RMEF is involved with across the state and a lot to be proud of for our volunteers that have done all this fundraising work for us. The Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation is one of my favorite organizations. Their tagline is hunting is conservation and they mean it. And the conservation work they do benefits not just elk but all sorts of other wildlife species. If you're not a member, I hope you'll consider becoming one. Just go to rmef.org to find out more. And again, if you want to attend the Washington State Rendezvous, it is taking place August 12th through the 14th at White Pass. The website to go to for that is rmef.org backslash events and just look for the Washington State Chapter Rendezvous. Sign up and make plans to attend. It's going to be all sorts of fun. Alex, thanks so much for sharing this with us today on Northwestern Outdoors Radio. Thank you very much, John. Appreciate the time. Next on Northwestern Outdoors Radio, let's take you to Southeast Idaho and give you a fish stocking report. The Portneuf River above Lava Hot Springs was stocked with 1,250 trout this week and Another 1,250 will be stocked there at the end of the month. The Cub River near Preston is looking at a similar trout stocking schedule, receiving 500 trout each time. Jensen Grove Pond in Blackfoot got a 1,000 trout put in at the end of July, and the East Fork of Rock Creek near Rockland will be stocked with 750 trout this coming week. So, for all of our listeners tuning in this weekend on KAOX, also known as News Talk 107.9, out of Idaho Falls and Pocatello, you now have some great reasons to grab your fly rod or spinning rod and go trout fishing. By the way, I would like to thank Neil Larson, the programming director of this station, for bringing us on board. This station already carries our sister show, America Outdoors Radio, and now we can once again bring Northwestern Outdoors back to this region where it was carried on another station for years. You can tune in to Northwestern Outdoors Saturday mornings from 6 to 7 a.m. or Sundays from 7 to 8 a.m. for your regional outdoors fix, again, on News Talk 107.9. Stick around. We've got more of the outdoors coming your way to include a really cool event coming up at a state park in Montana.
Enjoy a meal of wild Alaskan seafood delivered right to your door. Sina Sea offers premium quality wild Alaskan fish and shellfish to include Copper River King and Silver Salmon, Halibut, Black Cod, King Crab, and of course, Copper River Sockeye Salmon. Order it blast frozen or smoked and experience a slice of Alaska for a special meal you won't forget. Buy your seafood now at SinaSea.com. That's S-E-N-A-S-E-A, SinaSea.com. A sharp blade makes short work of any project you have in the outdoors, in the kitchen, or in the shop. Hone your knives and tools with quality power and manual sharpeners from WorkSharp. Find out more at WorkSharpTools.com. Sportsman's Warehouse is America's premier outfitter with the gear you need for fishing, hunting, camping, paddling, cooking, and just about anything else you can do in the woods or in the water. With over 125 stores across America, there is bound to be a Sportsman's Warehouse near you with not only the gear you need, but also the experts to help you get the most out of the product you purchase. Head down to your local Sportsman's Warehouse today or shop online anytime at sportsmans.com. That's sportsmans.com. We've got time for one more shot of Northwestern Outdoors Radio with John Cruz. Welcome back in. If you find yourself in central Montana this coming Saturday and Sunday, you might want to visit First People's Buffalo Jump State Park south of Great Falls near Ulm between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. That's when the park's 12th annual Mammoth Hunt and Atlatl demonstration will take place. The Atlatl is a 10,000-year-old hunting weapon which predates the bow and arrow. During this free event, visitors will learn about ancient weapons and other traditional skills from park staff. And Jim Ray, who has more than 20 years of experience with the Atletal, will tell you all about how to use this. Not only that, you'll get a chance to try it out too. And also a chance to shoot primitive bows and even throw tomahawks under the guidance of park staff and volunteers. Other events at the park include Don Safford, who will be showcasing his 17 years of experience with flint napping. Recreation manager at Missouri Headwaters State Park, Dave Andrus, will be sharing his Dutch oven cooking techniques. That sounds yummy. And cultural anthropologist Billy Maxwell will be demonstrating and building a bull boat. First People's Buffalo Jump State Park is 3.5 miles north of Ulm, just off Interstate 15 at exit 270. The dates again, this Saturday and Sunday, the 13th and the 14th of August. If you're looking for something else to do this week, get your fishing rods in hand and head to Gold Beach. That's where the Rogue River Salmon Derby is taking place the 10th through the 13th at the mouth of this famed river. As we've talked about in the past few weeks, this is a blind bogey event. You can fish from a boat or fish from shore, and any Chinook salmon you catch that is over 10 pounds in size is eligible to win. What will happen is at the awards banquet on the 13th, they will pull a weight from the hat, and whichever fish is closest to that weight wins the grand prize. There's other prizes as well, and lots of raffles, and just a great excuse to go fishing in a beautiful place where the salmon fishing would be pretty darn good this time of year. Get your tickets at the Rogue Outdoor Store in Gold Beach, and don't miss out on this annual salmon derby that benefits the Curry Andronimus Fisherman's Volunteer-Run Salmon Hatchery on the Lower Rogue River. And now it's time for your Sportsman's Warehouse Trivia Question of the Week, and this one is not going to be easy. 
It's about our national wildlife refuges. They provide very important habitat for birds, animals, and vegetation that are protected from development in perpetuity. The biggest ones are found in Alaska, and you heard Jared Wicklin from Pheasants Forever tell you earlier in the show that the Charles Russell National Wildlife Refuge in Montana is the second biggest wildlife refuge in the lower 48 states. Here's your question. What is the largest national wildlife refuge in the lower 48 states, covering over 1.6 million acres? I'll give you a couple of hints. It is located in a western state, and it doesn't rain much here either. If you think you know the answer, you know what to do. Go to our Facebook page at Northwestern Outdoors Radio. Like and follow the page if you haven't already. That really helps us out. Then go to the post thread where we have the question and give us your answer there. If you don't do Facebook, trust me, I understand. I really do. In that case, just go to our website at northwesternoutdoors.com. Shoot us an email and let us know. What is the largest national wildlife refuge in the lower 48 states covering over 1.6 million acres? One lucky person who guesses right wins that $25 gift card we give away every week from America's Premier Outfitter. And if you're looking to explore some of our great national wildlife refuges, you'll probably want some binoculars or a spotting scope, and you can find both and plenty of them too at your nearest Sportsman's Warehouse store along with hiking boots and outdoors apparel to wear on your next expedition. And on that note, I'm afraid it's time to go. So until next time, do take care, God bless, and make it a point to spend some time outdoors. <laughs>